All right, welcome back to CFB Overtime Podcast number 11. We got Tyler, Chris, and Norman. Yo, boy. Yo, yo, yo. Better recap these games and then go into the conference championship week. Uh, Starting with the recaps, we'll start with number 17, North Carolina, against number 10, Miami. North Carolina spanked them. Man, who expected that shit? Well, none like, of us. We all we all voted for it. I did. I picked Miami. Yeah. Yeah, no, we all did. <laughs> Tough. Bro. Yeah, bro. I think that um, honestly kind of solidifies Notre Dame's win over North Carolina because the way North Carolina just came out and dominated number 10, Miami. They were number 10 when they got whooped, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like, that kind of, like, definitely helps Notre Dame's case after Notre Dame beat them earlier this year. So, but I mean, that was a crazy game. Uh, I think they both, what, they're both of their running backs went for over 200 yards, right? They had one that went for over 300 yeah. and one Two, that went for 24 carries, 308 yards, and the other one was, yeah, 236. So they it's ran, crazy. they rushed for 500 yards that game. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. And Sam Howell still threw for over 200 yards. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a god. Dude, that means Miami <laughs> gave up like 700 yards of offense. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, those running backs went off for sure. Uh, you know what? I'm, I slept on North Carolina this year just because I wanted Miami to be back to what they used to be. Uh, I mean, I knew North Carolina had it in them. Um, they had some losses throughout the year that they should have won, like, for instance, the Florida State game. Um, but you know what? This is the first time in a long time since they had a eight-win season. They're just uh, – they're really wishy-washy. Like, yeah. like, one week they look really good, like this week, and then, like, next week they'll have a really down game and probably either lose to a nobody or barely win. You know what I mean? And, like, I right. think if anybody – like, if Miami was going to – like, it wasn't a for sure, like, Miami's going to win this game no matter what. Like, there was a little bit of doubt that, okay, like, North Carolina can win this game for sure. But um, – Bro, Miami busted out those brand-new spanking-ass uniforms to get their ass spanked. Deer sure. King, Deer King uh, led their team in rushing with 53 yards. He had, 11, he had 11 carries for 53 yards, and then the next, the running back had 10 carries for 24 yards. They ran for That's they ran crazy. for 75 yards and one touchdown, while North Carolina ran for 554 yards and six touchdowns. Jesus. That's and North nuts, Carolina still man. almost outpassed them, too. So, either, either them offensive line, like, they had something – they ate something good before the game, or that defensive line, that whole defense was just pretty shitty for Miami. Yeah, that game was um wasn't very pretty lopsided. Yeah, I was say it wasn't very close. I mean, it was probably a lot. Not many people were gonna thought it was gonna be that close. Like I thought it was it was either one way or the other, and I was leaning towards Miami. Um, yeah, but at the same time, oh, excuse me, Miami. They've all had you know they've barely won all their games this year. You know, they, they squeezed by with like a three win, like up three points, seven points, things like that. So True. All right, so on to the next one. Uh, Wisconsin lost to Iowa, 7-28. to um, I think that kind of solidifies Iowa to be a pretty decent team this year. Uh, I agree. I mean, 
I thought Wisconsin starting the year off two and zero. I thought they were going to be somewhat decent this year, but after dropping three games in a row, it's kind of like what's going on with Wisconsin this well, year. Well, they did have that big they did, not... did have that big issue with um, COVID, which I think could have caused a little bit of the issue with them. But yeah, like I mean, or Iowa dropped their first two games. They lost to Purdue and they lost to Northwestern. Since then, they've won six straight. They beat Michigan State, they beat Minnesota, Penn State, Nebraska, Illinois, Wisconsin, and they were supposed to play Michigan this week, but Michigan canceled the game. So, mm. I think them not having a dynamic running back like Jonathan Taylor's kind of hurt them too. Yeah. So that's that's a big thing too, because Jonathan Taylor was their bread and butter last year. Well. The last three years on the Wisconsin offense, so it's kind of kind of hard to replace really good talent like that. Didn't I pick Wisconsin to win that game too? We all did. Pain. Yeah, we did not expect Iowa. Damn. So no, we I lied. Had a I few lied. Losses. Y'all pick. I y'all picked Iowa. I picked Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I was gonna say. Hold. Y'all had it right. Holy shit! All right, Chris, we got it. I think I went upset minded there. So, um. So the next one we got Georgia blowing Michigan, Michigan, Missouri out. I mean, man, that's kind of what happens. How about, like, yeah. How about JT Daniels looking good? Like that offense just looks so different since JT Daniels has started. Yeah, they're gonna be a pretty scary I mean, team next year. I think. It, can you imagine if they were they had them like the beginning of the year? Yeah, it's just the threat of like, even if they're not throwing and beating you deep, like the threat of that being a possibility with a guy that can actually put the ball downfield causes a lot of issues and makes the DBs play and respect that deep ball. When you know when Jake mm-hmm. when Jake Fromm wasn't when Jake Fromm was playing, like ain't nobody playing deep most of the time, like you know everything's gonna be dink and dunk and let whoever yeah. make a play. Well hell Georgia's defense stopped that run game. I mean Missouri's running back had fourteen carries for sixteen yards. Yeah, they've always, like, for the past couple of years, they've consistently been one of the better defenses in the country. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little scary, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, you give JT Daniels a defense like that with offensive weapons that Georgia brings in yearly. They've been number one recruiting class two years in a row, and they're top five this year. Like, they're going to be something serious in the SEC East. Mm-hmm. I, I think they win it by – a good margin next year, especially with Florida probably going to have. Or they're not, I shouldn't say a down year, but they're not going to have as great of a year as they did this year. So, yeah. yeah speaking of pretty depressing. speaking about Florida, we're going to talk about the LSU. Cade <laughs> 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 York banging one from fifty-seven yards out through the fog in Gainesville. Oh, you love to see it. Right. I done seen so many boneheaded mistakes by Florida, but this is by far the biggest boneheaded mistake I've ever seen in college football. It's like you're literally gonna get the ball back. It's four you know, it's third down, you make a stop, you get the ball back, you drive down the field, you win the game. Like Oh my god. It it was it was heartbreaking. Like I sat there and just contemplated about life after that game. <laughs> you, love happens to see it. you love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So um you know what? Look, Max Johnson played a hell of a game. I'm not even gonna lie to you. He's actually my player of the week. Um, even though the stats weren't there, but just the way he carried himself, 
and that team in Gainesville on a primetime game. Um, I mean, he played a hell of a played a hell of a game, and I feel like if he continues to be productive like he did against Florida, I think LSU has found a quarterback. You know, um, I still believe in T.J. Finley, but I think Max Johnson proved himself, even though Florida isn't that dynamic defense like they used to have. But still, it's it was really interesting to watch Max Johnson this year uh, against Florida. Yeah, he did carve him up for a little bit. Yeah, that is just it was after all the shit LSU has been through this year, all the boneheaded losses, and it's like you know everybody's looking at them like, what the hell is going on? These guys just won a national championship, and like they're playing like Dookie. But yeah. that was probably the most fun I've had watching football all season with LSU, to be honest. Wow. And yeah, it was. It was just bad, man. Like, I mean, Florida had like three hundred. Like, they had like two hundred yards total of total offense in the first half, and only had seven points. The craziest thing to me is they were LSU in that game ended up going under the minimum scholarship roster, so like they only had like fifty. I think fifty three active players had, on the roster. Yeah, coming in was fifty four. Then one drop because he got hurt. So it was 53. Nothing but freshmen and sophomores in the game. They were predicted to lose by 20-plus on the road in Gainesville. They had a true freshman at quarterback. It was honestly, like, crazy. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout-out to LSU's defense, too, man. They Those boys played lights out. Oh. You know, they, they made Florida look – they rattled Florida the whole game. I mean – Kyle Trask didn't look comfortable in the pocket. They forced him to get out of the pocket to make plays. Um, I mean, Florida's offense didn't look like the Florida offense we saw all year. And like I said, LSU's defense just came to play that night. And, you know, shout out to them boys. Um, mad respect. You know, you got to give respect where, you know, it's credit to you know what I mean, yeah. and I, I'm really uh, I'm sure LSU is pretty glad that they didn't go into overtime because I think that if that game went into overtime, Florida was probably going to pull it out. Just with the way that they played all year, yeah. like it's hard to stop a team like that. And I, I wouldn't say out talent like you're running up against better talent because they're not, but just the way Florida's played versus the way LSU's played all year, right. like, I think that's the time that Florida shines and ends up pulling that game away. But I mean. I was very surprised that Florida's kicker missed that last kick. I thought he was about Honestly, and he's been lights out all year yeah. long. You know, since he's been our kicker. But I, I don't know what – like, that was just a cheap shot for him. Like, it was literally just – I don't know if it was the fog. If it was just – it didn't feel right coming off his foot. I don't know what it was. But, I mean, he had he had the length. I mean, he had the leg for it. It just – I don't know. It was, it was just one of those nights. Yep. So – all right. Well, after that, we're going to go into player of the week. I know Norman already said his. Chris, you want to give yours? I'm going to go with Mac Johnson as well. True freshman on the road. Three touchdowns. Um, I want to shout out Kendarius Tony though, because he had a really good game. And that game at LSU. Man, he had a career he had high. A career high in receiving yards. He had total yards. I think he had over like 200-something total yards and a touchdown. So, he played really well. Yeah, I also, KT balled out. I also want to shout out the guys over in North Carolina as well. They played really well. I don't want anyone to think I'm diminishing any games. It's just a true freshman on the road and a primetime game against the team that has been hot all year. Comes out, pulls out a W. 
you don't see that every day. I wanted to give the guys respect. So, um, hats off to the LSU. Hats off to Max Johnson. Hell of a ball game. Yeah, I think I'm going sure. to go with um, both the North Carolina running backs to put up those numbers. kind of insane. It's like the the Buffalo running back that we were talking about last week or two weeks ago when he put up eight eight yeah um, eight touchdowns in a game. Like That's like for real video game numbers. And then they put up 500 yards between the both of them. That's insane. That shit was crazy, man. Like, I have never seen <laughs> nothing like that happen ever watching football. Like, how's that even possible? Yeah, I, I wanted to give a shout-out, too, to the UCLA quarterback who um, – they played against USC this week, and they kind of had USC up against the ropes for a little bit, but the quarterback, he was 30 for 36, 364 yards, four touchdowns, and two picks. So four incompletions, two interceptions. I mean, those two interceptions ended up hurting, but, I mean, they had they had USC up against the ropes for a little bit. So, I mean, even Caden Slovis didn't play bad from USC. He was 30 for 47, 344 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. But Man, we're gonna, I'm going to get a little bit off topic here. Look, the Pac-12 is so just, I don't know, like you have you have a few teams, you know, that are ranked this year, and you would think the teams that are that are ranked, they end up dropping the game. Every I've seen it for the past couple of weeks now. Like Utah beat Colorado. Oregon uh, lost U- two weeks UCLA in a row. Almost, yeah, UCLA almost beat USC. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just like, what's going on with the Pac-12? Like, you're, you know, you're getting ranked for a reason. Like, USC's had two scares this year. They, they almost lost to Arizona State yeah. week one, and then um, this past week. But yeah, I mean, they don't have a shot at the final four this year anyway. So, I mean, I guess it's just whatever. You win the Pac-12 championship right. is what it is, but. Uh, off that one, we'll go into the playoffs, top four, and then the set, <laughs> next two out. Uh, whoever wants to start. I'll go ahead and go. I got Bama one, Notre Dame two. I'm going to go Ohio State three, Clemson four, and then my first two out. I would put Cincy. No, I'll put Texas A&M, and then I put Cincy. I feel like since he doesn't get a lot of respect because they're one of those group of five teams, but they are unbeaten and like you got to respect the record. I don't understand this whole like oh they don't play anybody, blah blah. blah. Like dude, you know you never know unless you give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? These some of these teams right. that come out surprise think... you and like play really good football if you give them the opportunity to do so. Yeah. I don't understand why because they don't play in the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten or any. Hell, half the teams in the ACC and the Big Ten aren't even great teams right now, and I would argue like a right. good like. 30% of them in the SEC aren't great teams right now either. So, like, the Pac-12 right. isn't even going to get a shot. And they're a Power 5 team too. So, why not give a group of five teams? I, I why think, not? I, th- I think Cincinnati deserves to be in the playoffs if one of those top four teams, you know, loses this week in their championship game because, you know, this is a hell of a year for them. You know what I mean? Like, this is – I wouldn't say a Cinderella year. I mean, Luke Fickle, I mean, he changed that program around since he stepped in Cincinnati. Um, but I think they deserve a shot, even though they might not win the game in the playoff, but they still deserve it. Yeah, I'm going to um, – did you give your top uh, six? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, mine's going to be the same as Chris, um, exactly the same. I got Alabama at one just because they're the most complete team this year. I mean, they, they look unstoppable. They look crazy. Um, second, Notre Dame. Um, so kind of iffy on that just because, you know, they were overrated 
the last time they were in the playoffs, and you know they got embarrassed against Clemson. Um, but I'm gonna put them at two just because they look good this year's. Ian Book looks better than what he did a year ago. Um, then I got Ohio State at three, even though they haven't played a lot of games this year, but I still think they deserve to be ahead of Clemson just because they lost to Notre Dame and they have a chance to redeem themselves this weekend in the ACC championship game. Um, And then I have Clemson first two out is A&M and Cincinnati. So we'll see what happens um, this weekend in that championship game and see who sneaks into that four spot. Yeah, I'm going to go Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. Then I'm going to go A&M. I'm going to go Cincinnati, too. But honestly, I think Coastal Carolina is getting disrespected. Um, So the fact that they're undefeated, they've beaten two top 25 teams. Have a chance Um, to beat beat another top. They have a chance to beat the Raging Cajuns again. Yeah, and then, I mean, the Raging Cajuns beat Iowa State, who's at number six. So you you have four to lose to an unranked, below-average LSU team this year. And they dropped one spot. You have Georgia with two losses. They've dropped. They are still there at eight. Cincinnati, they're undefeated. I think they should be up there. They should be above those two teams. Oklahoma's dropped two games this year, and they're at 10. And then Indiana, their toughest game, they lost. And, I mean, they played well against Ohio State, but they still lost. And you have Coastal Carolina, who's played the most amount of games out of any team in the top 25 yeah. right now, besides uh, BYU. BYU's 10-1. and one. And they finished the regular season unbeaten. Yeah, and they're undefeated right now. So I don't yeah. I mean like I understand the group of five, but like it's not like they're just beaten up against a bunch of unranked opponents. Like Cincinnati hasn't played played a ranked opponent yet. Yeah. So like I can understand that issue, but the fact that Coastal Carolina's beaten two ranked opponents. Yeah, and, and Coastal one of them... went and scheduled BYU. Coastal went yeah. and got BYU. Right. They... they wanted the smoke. They yeah. like, and then one of the smoke. Come and on, one of those teams on. that they beat beat Iowa State, and then they have a chance to beat that team again who beat Iowa State. So like I don't I just don't understand that logic. I mean you got a bunch of two team two lost teams above them and it's like yeah I feel like if any group of five team honestly I I agree like I think Coastal Carolina deserves way more respect. Like I said, they went and got BYU. Like you know they didn't have to do that. They chose to do that. BYU was unbeaten at that point in the season. Hadn't lost the game. They look hot. They got Zach Wilson playing out of his mind. And they went and got this. They scheduled. They just said, "All right, we'll take this game." Like BYU, we'll go college game day. Pulled up to Conway and like everything. You know, it was a big event. Coastal Carolina won that football game. Beat- I think the reason I think yeah. the reason Cincinnati's above Coastal Carolina is because uh, Cincinnati started up there, right? Like, like they started ranked, so and they're undefeated, so it's kind of hard to drop them any lower. But I, like I said, I do think they've been disrespected this year. All and, the group uh, of five schools, man. All these guys over there, like the guys in the Sun Belt, like a lot of these teams. Raging Cajuns have oh, yeah, had a great season sure. too. They've only lost two close to Carolina, like and Coastal Carolina is unbeaten right now. You got Cincinnati who's unbeaten. Right. You got all these group of five. I hate this. Like, so there's a there's like five teams in the top twenty five in the group of five. You got Cincinnati's at nine, Coastal's at twelve, uh, BYU's at seventeen, Louisiana Lafayette's at nineteen. Tulsa's at twenty three and San Diego or San Jose State's at twenty four. So it's like I don't understand. Like 
I don't know. I feel like the, the cards are stacked against these group of five teams with this college football ranking nonsense. I feel like they will always get the short end of the stick with this committee, air quotations, just because they're going to look at all these other programs, especially schools in the SEC. I'm, a, I'm an SEC fan. I mean, I'm an LSU fan, but I see the writing on the wall when it comes to this SEC bias is ridiculous. There's no way Florida should have only dropped one spot after losing to that LSU team. I don't think that was fair. I, I mean – I feel like they did that just to cover their own ass because just in case Florida miraculously beats Alabama, they can, like, we oh, hey, they're the SEC champ. Then, like, they can justify Florida jumping from seven to four or something stupid like that. I feel like that was what that was. It was just to cover their ass, like, just in case, like, just to make sure an SEC team is getting in. Like, we're going to move Florida down one spot. And I, I've seen Florida Florida fans like, dude, we should not have went down just one spot. Like, we lost that game. That Like, there's no way yeah. we should have just dropped one spot. I was I was shocked. Like, I mean, we lost two key games this year. Like, <laughs> like I was really shocked that we only, you know, jumped down to number seven. Um, I would have loved to see, you know, like like you said, a team like uh, Cincinnati be at number seven, or you know, even Coastal Carolina. I mean, they deserve it. I mean, the record speaks for itself. Right. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here and be biased and be like, oh, no, you know, this, that's my team. And I want Florida to be the best. No, I mean, <laughs> you got to just speak fast. Right. And I don't know. It's like if Coastal Carolina goes and beats Louisiana Lafayette for a second time, Louisiana Lafayette is number 19, and their only two losses will be to Coastal. Coastal would have three wins in the top 25. I'm, I don't even know how many schools have that many wins in the top 25 right now. Like, I don't think. Maybe no, I don't even think Clemson or Notre Dame would be able to say that. If Notre Dame beats Clemson twice, they'd have two wins in the top twenty-five. So Coastal, I think, would have the most wins over top twenty-five opponents in the entire like yeah. entire thing. So, all right. So going off that, we're gonna go into the predictions for next week or this week's conference championships. Starting with the Pac-12, we got Oregon uh, versus number thirteen USC. Look. Uh, Oregon is not the same Oregon as we saw last year with Justin Herbert. I don't know if USC is having one of those years where they're like, ooh, they look good, but then can they really win the big games? You know what I mean? Like, are they are they back or are they or is this just a one year wonder? You know, like this is kind of an interesting game to watch just because it's a championship game, and you know, Oregon USC is always a good game to watch. Um, that one actually plays tomorrow night. Uh, really, Thursday? Yeah, no, no, Friday. it's a Friday, Friday night. See, Friday see, look, night. I'm not the only one who thought it was a Thursday. Yeah, no, I'm used to recording on Thursday. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm gonna go with USC on this one. Just, just cause they're they're five and zero, they're the only unbeaten team in the Pac-12. But you know, you never know what happens. You know, the, the crazy, the Pac-12 has been crazy the past few weeks, so anything could happen in this game. But I'm still going with the. With the Trojans. Yeah, I mean, I have to take the Trojans, too, just out of respect for the season they've had. They're 13. They're actually unbeaten. And, like, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and advocate for them to get into the playoff because I feel like there's just too much ground for them to make up. I don't think it would be a fair jump from 13 all the way to, like, four or whatever just because they won a conference title. Right. But, you know what I mean? I think – they would have a valid argument. They'd have a valid point. Like, hey, we're not beating conference champion. Why are we not in the mix? But at the same time, the Pac-12 is. But if you say they didn't play enough games, 
you got Ohio State sitting in the top four with only six games played, going to be seven after the conference championship. So at the same time, you know, I feel like the committee has just kind of – the committee's in a very, like, tricky situation this year with all what's going on. Like, we were just right. talking about how the group of five guys are always getting the short end of the stick, even though they have played – like, they got a couple teams out there in the group of five, like in the Sun Belt and stuff, that have played really good football and they're not getting the respect they deserve. And at the same time, you know, the Pac-12, they got an unbeat conference champion coming up. I know they're a power five school or power five conference and stuff, you know, so at the end of like, you know, the committee loves the power five. So, you know, yeah. I feel like there could be, you know, I don't know. I feel like the committee's got it. It's really tricky this year, but I would definitely take USC right now. I don't think Oregon has been playing great football and they've had a lot of games canceled. So they don't have a lot of games under their belt. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take USC. Yeah, I'm going to take USC too, but I think the, the issue with um, the Pac-12 and their games is like you like every team in the Pac-12 started so low, so they had so much ground to make up. While Ohio State started at four, right? You know what I mean, and they started at three, so they kind of like even if they dropped like the lowest, they were gonna drop a seven or eight. But uh, yeah, agreed. I think that's what really helps Ohio State out. But going off that, we're gonna go into the Big Ten championship. You got number fourteen Northwestern against number four Ohio State. Look, this one's a little interesting, um, only because Ohio State hasn't played in, what, two weeks? And Northwestern, you know, they, they're they fresh off a win. Um, I'm not saying Northwestern, you know, is going to come in here and roll over Ohio State. Uh, I just think it may it possibly could be a good game to watch just because, like I said, Ohio State hasn't played in two weeks. Um, are they still going to come out as explosive as they usually do? Um, I mean, I feel like Northwestern could could put up some points, but at the same time, I feel like Ohio State once they get their, you know, their legs from under them, I, I feel like you know they're gonna they're gonna pull away in the second half, and I think Ohio State may win it in a close one. I can see what I can see what you're saying. I don't know. I feel like if you give a team, I feel like having time off is always better than like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you get two weeks to put film on a guy, and then like it just depends, really. You know, you get rested up. You're not banging up. You're not banged yeah. up, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I see the advantages. Like so, like it's you know, you play, you know, you you're fresh off a win. You're feeling good. You know what I mean? Like hey, we got a lot of confidence. We've been playing, like you know, but you also got guys like. You know, a team like that that's rested, you know, they've had two weeks to put film on you. Like, they've been studying you for two weeks. They've been practicing for two weeks and right. constantly doing these things. And Ohio State is just, I feel like, a way more talented team than Northwestern. I think Northwestern's played really good defense so far this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not taking nothing from Northwestern. I mean, yeah, I think like, Northwestern, honestly, has been a great defensive team this year. Um, but I just – Justin Fields is – a top five pick coming out of this year in the draft, and he's just a really talented ball player. And I feel like he's oh, gonna have a field sure. day. Him, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Master Teague, all those guys. Uh, oh, I, think sure. it's, I think Ohio State will win it. I'm gonna say by about 17. I'd give yeah. them a 17 point win over Northwestern. But Northwestern's had a hell of a year, so kudos to them. But yeah, I'm gonna go Ohio State. Um, I think. I don't think Northwestern's offense is going to – I mean, they might challenge Ohio State a little bit for the first quarter or two. Um, I think Northwestern's defense might give Ohio State a little bit of challenge in the first first few drives. Um, their rushing defense is really where they stand out. 
not their passing defense as much, which is what Ohio State likes to attack, especially this year without JK. So I think Ohio State wins by 21 plus. 21? 21 plus. Oh, um, I don't know, man. I. I think though I think I think they win it by at least ten points, at least twenty one plus. <laughs> I respect. <laughs> I respect the confidence. I respect it. I yeah yeah. I got them by I, seventeen, which is still a pretty sizable margin. So pretty decent. Yeah. They're, they're the bigger fa- biggest favorites in the big ten or in the championship conference championship games this week. So yeah. So. All right, next one. Going out that one, we got the Big 12 championship. We got number 10, Oklahoma, against number 6, Iowa State. Now, let me ask you guys something. Who would have thought the way Oklahoma started this year off, they'd be playing for the Big 12? Right. Oklahoma started (laughs) off horribly. And I will be the first person to give Spencer Rattler all the shit he can handle. But I will give him this. They righted the ship. They started off 0-2, and they have just been absolutely – Balling since then. I thought Texas was coming out and playing for the Big 12, the way Sam Ellinger started the year. But Spencer Rattler, as much shit as I give you and as much as I've hated on you, <laughs> I applaud you, bro. You did your thing this year. You turned this around. You guys are finishing in the top 10. Look. You got your a chance to redeem yourselves against Iowa State. I hope you guys can go and do it. I'm going to take Boomer sooner. I want, I want them to finish the year off on a high note, winning the Big 12 after the way they started. Yeah, I would take Oklahoma. You know who's Norman's taking. Go ahead, give it to me. Well, look, 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 look. Norman's a closet Oklahoma fan. For look, anybody at home look, that listen, doesn't know. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The best two lost team in the country. Oklahoma has won the has won the Big Twelve the past four years in a row. Okay. Um, uh, but this year, you know, I had a you know, I had a lot of high hopes for Spencer Rattler. You know, watching him on QB one, whatever on Netflix, you know, he was pretty good coming out of high school, you know pretty highly recruited um but he he was pretty rough in the beginning of the year but i want to see him you know how how can he do in the big games like these can he bring home another big 12 championship game because iowa state has played really good football this year and i don't know i have a feeling that we could see a new big 12 champion this year oh no Oh why is this going where I think it's going? Uh, and I honestly Don't think you say it. The the way Iowa State has played this year, and the way that they've had found a quarterback that they haven't had in years, I think Iowa State might pull it off this year. He's taking Iowa State. He said it. I'm I'm going with the Cyclones. Brock Purdy might bring home the Pac-12 this year. As much as you know. I want to see Oklahoma win a, a Big 12, but I think Iowa State might take it this year. Hmm. Look, man, I think Brock Purdy's good, right? But that running or that uh, offense that they have runs through that running back, right? 222 carries, 1,300 yards, and 17 touchdowns. That running back is insane. Brees Hall is nuts. I don't think um, Oklahoma's striking out twice. Yeah, mm, I, I, It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting game to watch just because – Oklahoma did lose to them in the beginning of the year. But, I mean, Iowa State looks really – like, who would ever thought Iowa State would look this good this year? Like I said, you know, you like you know, like what you said, Chris, you are what you ranked at. So, even though that doesn't always go as planned, 
But I still think Iowa State may win the be- the Big World this year. Well, I think the way that they bounce back from um, losing that first game to Louisiana Lafayette, I think since then the way that they bounce back has been pretty insane. Right. But like I said, I think the running back carries that offense, and then you have a good quarterback to complement them. So I'm going to go Iowa State as well. Wow. Okay. I'm all alone on the jury, bro. There you go, man. Sorry, dude. Good can't, look. I can't back Spencer Rattler. Ah, oh, dude. I don't like the guy just as much <laughs> as anybody else. <laughs> can't do it. It's going to be a good game, honestly. Actually, I don't even have hate for Spencer Rattler. I don't want him to like hear this one name. Like, yo, what the fuck did I do to this guy? Yeah, who are these <laughs> right, guys? Right. Like, what did I do to you, dudes? All I do is play football. I have no beef <laughs> with Spencer Rattler at all. It was just one time, and there was an Instagram post. <laughs> That's all That's I'm going to say. That's it. That's, That's it. all I'm going to say. All right, so after that one, we got the SEC Championship. We got number one Alabama versus number oh, seven Florida. Oh, boy. Look, I'm going to go out by saying this. Florida's not winning this one. You know what? If Garrett's out there listening right now, Garrett, good bread. I love you, buddy. I love the, I love my Gators, but we just have to think realistically. Alabama's about to come in and open a can of whoop-ass. You know why? Florida by 50. Because, <laughs> because, you know what? We may have the Heisman front runner. You know, we may – Kyle Trash may have the Heisman locked in or whatever, but the way they've been playing fucking defense all year long is pretty embarrassing. And I don't think that they're going to be disciplined enough against Alabama's receiving court. Like, I mean, Devontae Smith is about to have a field day. Jalen Waddle is coming back. You got, you got Michi out there that's a baller. I mean, Najee Harris is about to fucking just freight train everybody. Like, I mean, I'm not saying Florida's going to back down from this game. They're going to put points up. That's for damn sure. You know, I mean, the numbers do match up pretty evenly. But, look, man, Alabama is just the most complete team in college football this year. So, that being said, roll tide. So, I'm an LSU guy, right? I really don't like Alabama that much. Um, I respect Alabama. I know Alabama respects LSU. You know, it's a mutual, like, it's a rivalry between us, but we know each other. We're like, hey, you know, each team has, brings their own strength, you know. But we really don't like each other. So, I, I hate having right. to pick Alabama. Um, I'm going to pick Alabama. But my thing with Florida, I don't think Florida is, uh, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say there's absolutely no way in hell Florida does it. But I feel like a lot of it's going to come down to what the defense can do and what the hell they're going to do after losing the game they just lost. Because it's like yeah. you that the loss like that, either like, you know, either you bounce back and you, you, you come out with a chip on your shoulder, pissed off, and you play one of the best games of your season and win the SEC, or you're going to fucking, you know what I mean, just sit back and, hey, we lost LSU. Like, yeah, roll over. Yeah, roll over. Like, uh, Alabama put 52 on LSU. We just lost LSU. Like, uh, let me just uh. – but I think, like he said, Devontae Smith, the defense hasn't been great all year. There's only one game I can look at and say the defense played well, and that is the Missouri game. And other than that, they have not played well, and they're going to be playing against one of the best offenses in the country. So, and one of the most dynamic playmakers in the country, Devontae Smith. He also got Najee Harris you got to worry about. 
you know, you, you just got a lot to deal with. Their defense has played a lot better. It's not necessarily great, but they've played a lot better since the beginning of the season. And I don't want anybody to think I'm counting Florida out or I think Florida is like, that's not the case. I think Florida can score with these guys. I think Florida can play with these guys, but I think Alabama right now is just tearing everybody up. And if Florida starts off slow or if they come out hanging their heads because of last week, yeah, it's going to be a long, 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 long game. I've always so, said Florida yeah. is a second-half team this year, but honestly, if you get behind on Alabama, like – Going into halftime, if you're down more than 14 points, I mean, I don't know. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough to come back. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's gonna be tough to come back. I think to give Florida the momentum that they need, they need to stop. You know, first they need to stop Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. If they can do that in the first half, limit them their yardage to what they usually you know average in a game in the first half. I think Florida may may have a possibility of keeping this game close. I don't think they will just because Alabama is just Alabama. But Florida needs to be in the lead going into halftime just to give them some momentum. They got, yeah, I got Alabama on this yeah, one too. I, I think we all we all do not we just I just want to see how Florida bounces back against Alabama. Like this is a big game, championship game. Um, at this, I mean, if if Florida wins, like I don't expect them to be in the playoffs, but where do you put them at in the rankings, and how far do you drop Alabama in the rankings? Yeah, that's gonna be a sticky situation. It is because even because let's say Clemson loses, because I personally think Clemson might lose again, honestly. So this is my this is my 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 thought. If Clemson loses and Alabama loses, he still got Ohio State. You know, I'm saying, you know, they're going to win. Who the hell are you going to put, you know, one, two, and three? Well, I don't think Alabama will drop out of the top five or out of the top four. I think Alabama will slide down maybe to the fourth spot. I think Notre Dame wins. Notre Dame slides in the one spot. That's given because Alabama, obviously, they lost. So, Clemson loses their second game. They drop out of the top four. I think Ohio State, because Ohio State's sitting at four right now in the playoff committee's rankings. Ohio State, when they win, would probably slide up to two. Notre Dame would be one. I think you would slide. Who is that right now? A and M. I think you'd have to slide A and M maybe at four and or maybe three, and you'd have to put uh, Alabama uh, at four. Oh man! Or do you, or do you throw in Iowa State if they win the Big Twelve? Oh, that'd be interesting. But like, but, but then again, team, what about, man, the, what about the group of five teams though? Like, what about the group? Like, going back to that conversation, there's, there's where do you too land? Much, there's too much ground for them to make up. Like, you can't justify. Like, I literally can't sit here and say like as much as I'd want to see them, they're all the way down at nine. Like, how are you gonna jump them from nine all the way to four? Like that. You can't justify Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina jumping Florida after Florida just beat Alabama. Yeah. I guess. Well, I'm not saying fucking, but like, no disrespect to Coastal Carolina just because, you know, they're a group of five team. But like, 
I don't see this like they're they're not going to the playoffs. Like oh no, I'm just saying, but they're undefeated. Like you just can't right. by jumping them all the way up there after Florida just right. beat Alabama. Right, yeah. No, I don't know. That that's gonna that's gonna be really interesting. Like <laughs> woo, the committee's gonna have a field yeah, day. Yeah, it's gonna be chaos. Yeah. So the committee better hopes this plays out how they need it to, or else they're gonna have a hell of a time. Cause I'd, like I don't know. Like yeah. you can say so like if Florida wins the SEC, like I said, I feel like they put them in seven to kind of cover their ass. It's like, can you justify, like, after them losing to, like, can you put them in over A&M, even though A&M has a head-to-head over them? Like, yeah, Florida won the SEC, but Florida also has two losses, one of them to a, a subpar LSU team this year that they were favored by 20 points. Over a team right. that's beaten them head-to-head, can you justify that? Or is it just, yeah. hey, you're a conference champion, you got to get in, you know? I, yeah. I, I don't know. This is going to be really interesting. Um We'll find out Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the next one we got, we got number 19, Louisiana Lafayette versus number 12, Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship. Look, I said it before and I'm going to say it again. The Blue Turf Monsters. Go chance. (laughs) See you later. No, man. That's it, man. I don't know. It's yeah, Louisiana, the last time they played a game, game, so I don't know. I feel like this is a coin toss. You can flip it up and anything will happen. But I yeah. feel like, you know, the chance, they're probably – they're rolling in this game with their heads high. You know, they be, they went and sought out BYU. They beat BYU. They already beat the Asian Cajuns once. My thing about football, though, it is hard hard to beat the same team twice. And, you know, they're playing them later on in the year. Yeah. Over there in University Louisiana Lafayette as well, so I'm a roll with the chance. I think they can do yeah. it, but I think it'll be an interesting game. It should be. Norman, what do you got? Lafayette, or you got a? Uh, I had or yeah, Coastal Carolina. I I, I I chose Coastal Carolina, the Blue Turf Monsters. All right, I'm gonna go Louisiana Lafayette. Woo, buddy, that's. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hot take. Okay, okay. I think they lost the first game by three. Um, they really got a run game going. Uh, I think, like like Chris said, it's hard to beat a team twice, especially. I mean, you look back at Ohio State versus Wisconsin. I mean, I would say Ohio State was way better than Wisconsin last year. Yeah, they definitely. blew them out in the right in the regular season. They play in the conference championship, and it's a way closer game. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Louisiana Lafayette. Damn, son. Okay, this is interesting. Things just got interesting. I'm going all out. I got to catch back up. Um, I got Iowa State while y'all have Oklahoma. Oh, no. Chris is the only one that had Oklahoma. Then I got Lafayette. I might as well pick Florida while I'm at it. Hmm. Okay. It's going to be an interesting conversation championship weekend, but I really hope I yeah. really hope in the future they really figure out what the hell they're going to do with these group of five guys that play really good seasons. And, like, you know, they're like Coastal Carolina hasn't ducked any action. And I feel like them being at like, 12 is just – They are the real I deal. I feel like them like, being 12 <laughs> is a slap. Like, that quarterback is a baller. They have all around – They disrespected like, him, honestly, in my opinion. And, like I, I mean, said, Coastal- I'm not hating on Florida. I'm the last person to hate on Florida. Why would I hate on a team that I've – Beaten eight out of the past eleven years, you know what I'm saying? I have no reason to hate Florida. Hey, hey, listen, hey, I'm just saying this, they shouldn't have been like they really shouldn't have dropped one spot. I feel like Cincinnati should be the seventh spot. I feel like Florida and Georgia should move down a spot. 
And I feel like you can make you can even make the argument you slide coastal up there. Oh, I agree hundred percent. Even slide coastal farther up than twelve. I don't understand how they're twelve. Like they beat they, they if they beat Louisiana again, like they're the conference champions in the Sun Belt. They're twelve and zero, and they have three top twenty five wins. They they should they should at least be in the top ten. And it's just since. Higher. Honestly, in my opinion, because like I said earlier, I don't think anybody else has more top would have more top twenty five wins than Coastal Carolina this year. I think Carolina would have the most. I think I think Coastal Carolina has made their mark after they beat BYU. Like, Alabama would be right. Would there. they? They would have three as well. Yeah, because they beat A and M, they beat Georgia, and then they would have beat Florida in the SEC. Okay, so yeah, they have just as many top yeah. twenty-five wins as Alabama. So why the hell are they not even considered? But like, I don't know. Committee just. Oh, I agree. 100%. I, I feel like there can be a more, more efficient way of doing this than. I think Notre Dame's right there too. Notre Dame beat uh, North Carolina. Right? Yeah, they did beat North Carolina, and they Notre beat Clemson. Dame, yeah. yeah, so they'd be yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. So you got like, you know, what I'm saying that just makes the like, yo. We have just as many top 25 wins as Notre Dame and Alabama. And yet here we are sitting down here at 12. What? Right. So we got one more group of five. We got the AAC. We got number 23, Tulsa versus number nine, Cincinnati. Man, I got the Bearcats. No Bearcats. Travis Kelsey here. The Bearcats. I was just about to say Travis Kelsey's alumni. Travis Kelsey, if you hear this some way, the fucking Bearcats, boy. I'm taking the Bearcats, too. (laughs) 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 I'm definitely taking the Bearcats, bro. They've been playing ball, like, lights out, man. They've been balling all year. No disrespect to Tulsa, no dis- all, but you know. But yeah, no disrespect to Tulsa. Cincinnati going six and one this year. Like, you got Cincinnati, and they're then the too rest much. Of that they're going to be. They're going to be too much to handle. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Cincinnati as well. Yeah, Wrong. definitely, definitely. Hey, all right. okay. Speaking of the, I'm sorry. Let me get a little bit off topic here. Uh, speaking of the American Conference, how about Mackenzie Milton looking into transferring to FSU? He's already transferred. Oh, he's already transferred. Yep. Ooh, so the ACC should be interesting next year. Maybe. Nah, I don't know about that. I don't know, man. Kenzie Milton is the truth. Yeah, but FSU is still FSU. Yeah, they true. were in the national championship program a couple of years ago, though. So. Yeah. So... Yeah, but recruiting slacked off a lot since then. Yeah, they haven't oh, had yeah. a stable head coach that can recruit. That's probably the only reason Ed Orgeron still has a job at LSU right now, just because he can recruit so damn well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I you guys got, just got the number. You guys got a five-star D tackle coming mm-hmm. today. The number three class right now is if they have really exciting day, mm-hmm. which is a good sign. But well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, so we got the last game. We got the ACC. We got number three versus number two. Oh, that's gonna be the best game all night. Yeah. Clemson's favored by ten and that's a half points. That's disrespectful. Who y'all got? Give Look, me the fighting Irish, uh, man. Whoa. Give okay. me the fighting Irish, Ooh. man. They are being disrespected all year long. I've been hearing, uh, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. They didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Notre Dame's overrated. We have a friend of ours that does this podcast with us that doesn't respect these guys for a damn thing. And I don't understand what else they got to do. They just beat North Carolina, who just went and shit on Miami, which was a, the number 10 team in the country at the time. They shit on them. Dumped them. 
Man. And here come the Fighting yeah. Irish. They beat North Carolina. Everybody's giving them shit. Oh, they only beat, barely beat North Carolina. Well, I guess North Carolina is a lot better than people gave them credit for. They beat North yeah. Carolina. They beat Clemson. What more do these guys got to do? Oh, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. That kid went out there and threw for 400 yards and ran for another, like, 80. What more, like, could that kid have given you that Trevor Lawrence wouldn't have given you? You could maybe make the argument of some situational football here and there. But overall, like, Kyron Williams and Ian Book and the rest of that Notre Dame team has played phenomenal. And they held uh, Travis Etienne to, what was it, 18 carries for, what was it, like, 20 yards or something ridiculous? Yeah. Yeah, No, Travis Etienne only has... 758 yards this year, rushing yards this year. Like, the disrespect Notre Dame is getting right now. Ten and a half. They've already beaten these cats once. Like, how much of a difference is Trevor Lawrence really going to make? That that kid, like, Trevor Lawrence going to come out here and throw for 500 yards? Uh, Trevor no. Lawrence going to give you 500 yards for offense and four total touchdowns? Like, look, we, we all thought going into the season this year, Trevor Lawrence was going to win the Heisman. Don't we all agree? Yeah, no. I probably would have bet um, on the Heisman, to be honest. No. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, I, after the season that he's had last year, coming off, you know, or two years ago, coming off a national championship, uh, I would all, I, I would have thought he would have won a, he would have won a Heisman Trophy by now. But, you know, the ballers that Clemson has are phenomenal. Like the amount of athletes that they, you know, that Dabo Sweeney has brought in to Clemson is is crazy. Um, but I, I don't know, like, like going back with Chris said, what, how much of a difference is Trevor Lawrence going to make in that offense, you know, in that championship game? Um, like you said, you got to give credit to where it's due and Notre Dame has been playing lights out. And as much as, I, I mean, I can't really hate on Notre Dame. I mean, they've changed that program around, like. They they were good like back in the day, and then they fell off a little bit, and then now they're picking back up to where you know they left off. So, um, I don't know. I I think I'm gonna go Notre Dame again uh, this time because I picked Clemson the last time. So I think I'm gonna go Notre Dame. Whew. All right. Um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is gonna be that big of a difference maker. But going back to what we talked, what I talked about with the Louisiana Lafayette game, it was a close game in the first first time they played. Tough to beat a team twice, especially a team with that much talent. I'm gonna go Clemson. Ooh. As much okay. as I cannot stand Clemson, I'm gonna go Clemson. Yeah, interesting pick. Interesting pick. Fall people. I think. Like he's like Chris said, I think it'll probably be the best game of the of the night. Like, for sure, yeah. Number two, Notre Dame. Number three, Clemson. Let's see if Clemson can redeem themselves after. And it's like if Notre yeah. Dame beats Clemson again, what's the narrative going to be? Right. What the hell are you guys going to tell me now? Not you guys in particular. Just like, yeah, in general. Just in general like, what the hell yeah. is it going to be now? Like. What more do y'all want? Like, I mean, do y'all want? It's literally going to be that that scene from Gladiator. Like, are you not entertained? Like, (laughs) here we are. We beat Clemson twice. We beat North Carolina. We won the ACC. Our first year ever being in a conference. What the hell else you want from us? 
Now, after this year, if Notre Dame wins wins this championship, do they stay in the ACC no. conference permanently? No. Why not? They have their deal with NBC, their TV deal with NBC. Yeah, so they can't. They're, like, obligated. And the ACC is obligated to a different network, so. Um, the ACC is part of ESPN, I believe. Yeah, I think they're ESPN. Yeah. So, so they after can't. this year, how would it even be fair for Notre Dame just to go all the way undefeated and then be like, oh, don't even play a conference game and they'll be able to go to the playoffs? I mean, I don't know. I like, I mean, I think the thing that got them in the ACC this year is the fact that every other sport that they're in is in the ACC. And it was really like, really, if they didn't play in the ACC, they couldn't play football. Yeah. Because nobody else was able to schedule out of uh, conference. But really. man, it makes the ACC so much more interesting right now because Florida State's down. It does. Yeah. You know, nobody's really competing with Clemson, and Notre Dame is the only team in the past couple of years that has been able to do it. Like, I miss when Florida State was good. Right. Like, imagine if Notre Dame wasn't in the ACC today, like right now. Like, Clemson will still be rolling ev- over everybody. Like, right now, it'd probably be North Carolina. Yeah, no, it would be North Carolina and Clemson in the championship, and uh, North Carolina's probably going to get steamrolled. Right. And Clemson would probably – yeah, Clemson would probably blow the fuck out of North Carolina. Like, I mean, that's not interesting. Like, Notre Dame being in the ACC is what makes this conference a lot more interesting. Now, if Florida State can figure this shit out, then maybe – Maybe Florida State can give Clemson a run for their money in the next couple yeah, of years. It used to be a fun conference to watch. Like you know, Florida State dominated the ACC for a long ass time. Like it was Florida State. You know, I don't know. I, a lot of people back in the day, like you know, I don't know how many people have been watching college football as long as me or anybody else here. But called, but Florida State used to be dogs, man. They used to dog everybody in that conference. Florida State and Miami, bro. Like Miami in their prime time. Like I mean, it was fun to watch the both of them. Honestly, and as much as I hate Florida State, just because I'm a Florida fan, but watching them and how many athletes they've produced, like going into the NFL, both like them in Miami, it, it was just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know that conference, and then like now Notre, now 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 that Clemson is one of the top dogs in the ACC, you, you know you throw them in the mix. Watching them, you know uh, Florida State and then Miami, and then like. That makes the conference a lot more interesting. And now, if you put Notre Dame in there, that'd make it even more interesting. But who knows how this is going to play out after this year? You know, if they're going to, I don't know. I hope they can figure something out. And like, we're like, hey, Notre Dame games will just be on NBC. They can stay in the ACC. It's just, and like traditionally, Notre Dame has always been an independent school. They've always been that way. It's been that way since that program has been around. They've been around since like the early 1900s. They were around when they used to wear leather yeah. condoms for helmets, okay? So, like, <laughs> those dudes those dudes have been around a long time. You know, they have 11 national championships. They're tied to yeah. Michigan for second most all time. They yeah. have been a staple in college football forever, you know? And I honestly love that program just because the tradition it brings. Like, you know, they don't have the fancy yeah. – just the gold helmets. Just the gold helmets, like, you know, in – the goal, like, man, they've just been around so long, and it's just so cool to see programs like that. And yeah, it's more, it's just more interesting in the ACC now. Like, you're not just watching Clemson dominate the ACC and just get an easy, easy conference championship, easy playoff bid. You know, like, Clemson's either going to have to win or they're going home. Right. And let's say, you know, Clemson does come out and win. 
they might just see Notre Dame a third time and break the tie this season. Who knows? Oh, I agree. So, hey, uh, I'm looking at the, the recruiting class this year, and how about Oregon's at number six? They're, they're in the top ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been recruiting well for the past like couple of years, to be honest. Michigan's in the top ten. What does that matter? And he got Harbaugh <laughs> head coaching. <laughs> Idiots. They're always they always recruit though. well, Just... and they always suck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're but... well, boys. Anything else? I think we're good. See how this Michigan sucks. Yeah. <laughs> how dare you say that? Harbaugh needs a loser. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know how many, bro? You know how many times I don't walked in the mall and I thought about getting ties some Michigan stuff just to piss them off. You know where that would end up, right? You'd be wasting your money so bad. <laughs> oh, it'd be funny though, dude. They suck so bad. How do... Like, I would take it to the garbage disposal down the street. I saw to something there. today but... on Instagram about like the Nittany Lions. Penn, you know, Penn State. They like. They signed a kicker. <laughs> like they posted on Instagram <laughs> how they landed the kicker, and some guy in the comment was yeah. like, "Yeah, a kicker, just what we needed." <laughs> like, and I said, "Damn, Penn State fans are down bad right now, man." And I know the feeling. Yeah, they, I'm right there with them. They need to find a uh, the only thing I could say is that there's a lot of upside. Hopefully, with this team down in Louisiana, I don't know what's going to happen with Penn State. I don't. I feel so bad. Like, oh my god! I used to love watching Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley. And dude, Trace McSorley was a baller. Trace McSorley, throw it on a dime. Yeah, no, he was a baller. He actually, he actually played a snap in uh, the Monday night game and yeah, got I hurt. Saw that Lamar had to go poop. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> But uh, I think that'll be it, though, gentlemen. I think that's everything we had to cover tonight. Um, recruiting is going crazy. Uh, if anybody doesn't know the top five in recruiting right now, one Alabama, two Ohio yeah. State, three LSU, four is – who is four? Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. Five, five is Clemson, six Oregon, seven is Oklahoma, eight is Florida, nine is Notre Dame, and ten is Michigan. So that's your top ten in recruiting right now. Um. As yes, of as, as of, of right end, now, as of USA yeah, as today, of early and I think early signing day is now over. Correct. Like there's no more. Oh uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah so as of the end of early signing day, you know, that is your top ten in recruiting. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see some of these uh, programs. Oh, yeah, for sure. What they do with all this talent, you know, Alabama is obviously Alabama. Ohio State is obviously Ohio State. Like Ohio State can lead the Big Ten right now, and the Ohio State will be fine. The Big Ten needs Ohio State more than Ohio State needs the Big Ten. No, never, never agreed. Um, interesting to see what's going to happen no with LSU after the down year they've had this year, bringing in all this talent. You know, we'll see what happens with them. Oh, uh, Georgia is going to be a very interesting team too. They've only lost two games this year, and the, you know the, they were real banged up against Florida. JT Daniels is going to be starting next year. Um, the defense is always well coached down there in Athens, so. That's going to be an interesting team to watch coming up. Um, five, Clemson. Clemson is Clemson. You know, Notre Dame leaves the ACC. They're, they're running through the ACC again. There's not a team that's going to charge. So, it's going to be interesting to watch. For sure. All right, my boy. All right, boys. We'll take y'all back next week. Take it easy, gentlemen. Yes, sir.